0: unpack just again, because you're the expert of this. Just, is it just that? Is it asking myself the three questions? If I want to remember somebody's name, if I want to remember, you know, if I want to remember critical details of a transaction or, or just recalling when I need to call that person.
1: Absolutely. I mean, a big part of that is the, when we go into the model, this, the second part of the model is, is motivation and human motivation. I remember I was giving a talk. And there might be a little bit of noise. I happen to be in the heart of New York City right now, so you might Amen. hear a siren. And this is actually a wonderful opportunity, also, to to, to mention that distraction is a muscle, and yes. focus is a muscle. And you know, one of the reasons why I meditate is not just to go is not to go into this enlightened, you know, Zen state. Part of the reasons I meditate is to train my focus. And yes. when I pull back my focus or my awareness back to my breathing or to a mantra. I get to build those focus muscles. So even if you do hear a siren or two in the background, yeah, you know, you know that it allows you an opportunity to practice because everything is practice. Whatever yes. we're doing consistently, we get better at. And if it's picking up your phone and going through and looking at all the, the social media and uh, you know what's going on in the world, then that's going to control your focus. It's going to control how you feel. It's going to control all your behavior. And by the way, just to make a comment on this consistent constant stress and I know Dr. Amen talks about this a lot it shrinks your brain you yes. know, chronic stress shrinks your brain and chronic fear actually compromises our immune system it makes us more susceptible to colds to flu's you know to viruses also as well and so you know one of the ways is to control our focus through the power of our questions now going back to remembering names Going back to that second question, why must I remember this person's name? Yeah. Because if you don't have a reason, you won't get the result. And yep. maybe coming up with a reason like, hey, I wanna I wanna start a business, I wanna start a relationship, I wanna make a new friend, I wanna show the person respect, I wanna practice mm-hmm. these things I learned on you know Tom's episode. Mm-hmm you know, because I heard Jim Rohn says, "What you practice in private, you're awarded for in public, right? And so coming up with a reason will help you to remember that name. In fact, because I believe genius leaves clues that when you do, you don't remember all names, but you don't forget all names either. And I bet you the names that you tend to remember unconsciously, you had a motivation. You know, they could have been a a, a big, you know, whale of a client that you're you, or maybe you're attracted to that person. There's some kind of inherent feeling because information by itself is forgettable, but information combined with emotion becomes unforgettable. And people I know agree. this, you know, there could be a song that could take you back to when you're a teenager, there could be yeah. a fragrance or food that could take you back to when you're a child, but there wasn't a lot of emotion around the periodic table. And so most people don't remember it. Yeah.
0: So you've said a lot there. And, and one of the things that, that always inspires me every chance we get to connect is is truly how limitless you are, the way you think, the way you process, and how much information you take on and take in. One of the one of the things you mentioned earlier was I want to go back to the media just for a second because I think so many people today, Jim. Um, I don't care. I mean, I talk to people all over the world as you do, and and there is. I, I look at it as like there's three kinds of people right now. There's people that are in a state of panic, right? They're just and you and I both know the people that are in a panic today are almost always in a panic just for a different reason. Right. Panickers just panic. Right. And then there's a group of people right now. And the one that I'm, I'm actually very nervous about are the ones that I say are just ghosting everything. They're just hiding. Right. And in the real estate world, you know, even to, you know, as we're recording this this afternoon, I'm going to be doing a show called This Week in Housing. And we're going to talk about the job markets and we're going to talk about job loss. And, and there are some, you know, there's some horrific numbers in there. And then I remind my real estate clients, hey, some of you furloughed yourself because you just stopped working, right? There's transactions being done everywhere. And, and this, this group in the middle is who I want you to speak to. And it's not, it's not my typical listener right now, but it's the person that they're gonna send this to. And by the way, if you just got this from a friend, it's because they love you. It's because they care about you. What do you say to that person that is just stuck in that place? They're, they're not depressed, but they just, they feel helpless. In this environment, you're talking about limitless, and they're coming from a place of helpless. What do you say to that person?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because you know, our we had the option of moving this book to the fall, you know, yeah. in the midst of everything, and then a lot of authors took that option. I I, I purposely, intentfully had it's come out on schedule because this is a book more than just speed reading and memory. It's about managing our minds. It's about tapping into our purpose. It's about how to optimize our focus and our productivity when working from home. When, when you're out, when you don't have the structure, it's about supporting yeah. your kids when they're not in school anymore. And so everything comes back down back down to the brain. What I would say to the people in, in that middle group is, and I'm I'm the same way. I tend to attract people who are are either really struggling and they're they're in some kind of pain and they they want to alleviate that because that's just they're searching for help, or they're people you know like that also like your audience that are doing very well and they. Yeah they may subscribe to consistent you know elev elevation of their learning and their growth that's why they are where they are it's the people sometimes in the middle that if they don't feel that uh, they get very comfortable being uncomfortable yeah and and they can distance themselves and maybe t- and, and use this time and and I'm saying again I, I I don't want to dictate what people are going to do with their time that that's their life they could do that but i'm just saying i opened the book i have this quote from a french philosopher that says life is the c between the b and the d life is c between b and d and people are thinking i'm speaking in tongues b stands for birth Earth. b yeah. stands for death c life stands for choice That at any given time, we always have a choice. That right now, difficult times that we're facing right now, difficult times, they can diminish us, difficult times can define us, or difficult times can develop us. We decide. We always have that choice. You mentioned Stan Lee, and I mentioned this in our previous episode, that when I was taking him out to dinner one night, um, I asked him in the car, who's your favorite superhero? And he says, without a pause, Iron Man. he says, Jim, who was your favorite superhero? And he had this big Iron uh, Spider-Man tie. And I said, Spider-Man, without a pause, he goes, Jim, with great power comes great responsibility. Responsibility. And I I reversed it into my mind and I said, you know, you're right. With great power comes great responsibility. And the opposite is also true. With great responsibility comes great power. When we take responsibility for our life, we have great power to make things better. Because what's the alternative? That we don't take responsibility and we're just a victim. Right. And maybe we can't control you know what's going on necessarily in outside in the external world in the economy, but you could control your own economics and your own yes. your own finance. You can't control necessarily what's going on in the health of, of the world or health care, but you could control that and influence your own health care and your family's health care. And so yeah. what can you control and what can you step up on? But you need a reason. You still that person in the middle won't make it's been my experience will not make a change unless they could feel the consequences of taking an action and the consequences of not taking an action. And so, the, and then that's part of our own onus in terms of where we put our focus. Because, you know, I had a friend recently, um, more of an acquaintance that had a heart attack and that had a triple bypass surgery and still did not change their lifestyle. And we know that lifestyle has a big impact, you know, on, on certain lifestyle driven diseases. And, but it wasn't until his daughter came to him crying and just pleading to him, you know, talking about how he she wants him there to to walk him walk her down the aisle and and and, and not till he felt it and then all of a sudden instant lifestyle change because the reason was was felt. And so I would say to that person in the middle, you know, it's your life. And yes, everything that's happened to this point, you, we are a product of our past, but right now we are responsible for our present and going forward into the future. And so maybe that, you know, when we're going through it and I understand everyone has their trials and their adversity, but adversity, you know, could be an advantage and it's really our, and it could build strength. You know, I use, I feel like we're cocooning right now everyone is going into a cocoon and it's a great metaphor for life cycles and business cycles, right? A metamorphosis. And while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in that cocoon. And it's interesting because you can't, that butterfly has to struggle to get out because actually what happens is, you know, I tell a story where, you know, a boy has a butterfly, has a caterpillar in a jar. Mom says he can keep it as long as he takes care of it, and so he puts leaves in there for the caterpillar to eat, and puts a tree branch for it to climb. And then one day he's watching it, and it spins a cocoon around itself, and he's just boys in utter amazement, bewilderment, never seen anything like this, and just watches and watches and watches patiently. And then one day there's like a little crack in the cocoon and he could see the caterpillar this this creature trying to come out and it's really really struggling it is struggling hard and uh boy gets a little impatient runs inside the house grabs scissors walks back out because he knows he's not supposed to run with scissors and help, and clips the hole open and as soon as he clips it open this creature comes out but it doesn't look like what he was expecting it doesn't look like that butterfly the body's all swollen and the, the wings are very shriveled and he's just waiting for it to transform and take flight, and it still doesn't. And he goes in crying to the mother, and the mother looks and says, what happened? What did you do? And he say, tell, explains how he cut open the hole with the scissors. He's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. It's, it's when, the, when that creature is coming through the hole that it actually pushes the swelling, the fluids from the body into the wings, and it nourishes the wings so they could grow stronger, and it builds strength so it could actually fly. And I feel like... Right now, we're in a cocoon. We're alone in, um, you know, with our doubts. We're alone sometimes with our fears. And we, if we don't conquer our mind, you know, there's certain things that we could use this cocooning time to be able to elevate ourselves. Because what's the alternative? I'm not saying that people can't grieve and feel bad about what's going in the world, but at what point does it become not productive to getting the result right. that we want? And so you know, a few things people could be doing while they're cocooning. For me, I'm, I'm focusing on At least five things. Number one, clarity. What a wonderful time to reset, uh, you know, and check in with our values, right? The the whole planet has had a, a reset. And how do you find out your values, just like you would with a potential client? Ask them. You know what's most important to you in 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 a, in a property or what's most important to you in investment what's most important to you in life what's most important to you in a relationship what's most important to you in your contribution you know what feeds your soul these are the things that you'll we'll, will get I, self-awareness is a superpower and it'll give you you know your values and then asking the question are my actions are my actions that i'm taking aligned with my values and so this time for you know talk about clarity Solitude gives you time to self-reflect, you know, because sometimes we don't have that time because we're just in the hustle and we're in the bustle, we don't take a pause and solitude can be a gift in that way. Um, the second C I would say that people could do right away is use this time for care, meaning this is an opportune time to check in with your body and not just physical hygiene. We, we know we should be washing our hands and sanitizing at yeah. six feet, but I mean mental hygiene, you know, like... I mean, and then this is the other thing, like we say social distancing, but you and I are being social right now, you know, and so it's it's physical distancing. We have to physically distance ourselves, but we can still be social. What my concern is people who are, like you said, in that middle part that are not only are they socially distancing, but they're, they're emotionally distancing. Yes, they are. They are mentally distancing themselves, you know, and, and, you know, and we are, we are social creatures. And so, you know, part of self care is, you know, building community and connecting like you and I, we're, we doing before we start recording as friends and catching up, you know, about our, about our, our, families and our health and wellness. And I think that's important. So how can you care? So I do chapters upon chapters in the book on, on, on brain care right? On the things that I do, the, the best brain yes. foods, how to optimize your sleep, you know, real ways you could cope with stress and mitigate that stress, real tangible things, 10 things. And so care is number two. I would say number three, what we could be doing besides having, using this time of cocoon to get clarity on our life, getting clarity, um, you know, on, on, on our purpose, we could also, and care is uh, we could contribute, I mean, I think one of the ways to get out of, you know, to reduce fear and anxiety is to focus on somebody else. Yes. You know, how can we invest our time, our talent, our treasure to, to make a difference? And it doesn't have to be a big global difference. It could be calling up and facetiming a neighbor you know and checking in maybe they're 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 older and just making sure that they 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 have food you know and something in some unique way like for us for contribute we're contributing we're doing regular lives like you also as well and we're checking in with our community we know all the schools are down so we're doing on instagram and facebook these regular office hours where i'm teaching them you know their, their kids you know, and how to learn, how to learn, how to focus, how to study all the classes we weren't taught in school, you know, to be able to contribute in our way, but how can we make a contribution? And then again, the way you do it, it gets you out of that. Like I have this, you know, this little, these butterflies talking about butterflies when I, before I go on stage, you know, it's just me growing up labeled broken and traumatic brain injury and put in all these special learning challenge, class, you know, categories, you know, I get a little nervous getting the spotlight, but what gets me out when I go on stage, you know, like you and I, we share stages together and I get nervous, but then I just focus on contributing. I focus on that person in that audience that needs to hear that one thing. Right. And that gets me out of totally out of my fear by service. And so contribution is another one. And then I would say, create, you know, like how can you be creative over this period of time? Because I believe the future belongs to the people who utilize their minds. Where, where sure, certainly we see jobs even before this this global incident. You know, where jobs are being going to automation, they're going to artificial intelligence, and you know, what makes us human? I mean. Our creativity, our ability to solve problems, our, our ability to emotionally connect—you know, our, our ability to, our, you know, our, our determination—all these things. And so, what can you be creative? create right now while you're offline. You've always wanted to be able to, to write that book or make those videos or make those brochures, whatever you wonderful time to create. And we, and, you know, throughout history, you see these memes online where, you know, during the great plague, Shakespeare, had to socially distance himself and he came up with like, you know, a, came out with all his best works of art Anthony and Cleopatra and everything else you know there was like a renaissance for him personally you know Isaac Newton he had London you know they closed down his university he had to go home and that's when the apple fell on his head and he came up with the theories of of motion and the theories of gravity I mean what can we produce and you know during this time what can we create and maybe we could you know, this could be some of the most creative times of our life where we're not having this, you know, the normal distractions.
0: Go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show.
1: So that's number four, and then finally, number five, I would say the fifth C capabilities. Like you always, people always said, "Oh, I'll learn sales and negotiation and 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 and, 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 and bonding pork tactics and everything is public speaking or Spanish or speed reading when I have time." Well, yep. a lot of the population has time now, so you have your to do list. But what's on your to learn list? And right now, like so much information right here, like even in this conversation, is free and it's on. We have unfettered access to it. And so, are you scheduling time? You know, even thirty minutes a day to listen to a podcast or to read a book or to level up capabilities in in some format? And so, five C's. You know, I would. I would. That I feel like that if people put their energy in the area that lights them up, um, people. Some people feel burnt out. They say they're doing too much. And it's always been my observation that the majority of the people that say they're burnt out because it's not because you're doing too much, it's because you're doing too little of the things that light you up and make you feel more more alive. Or you're doing those things and you're not allowing yourself to feel the contribution. Bingo.
0: I gotta tell you, I know for the people listening right now and you're, you're probably going rewind, start over, rewind, start over, but I, I already have three pages of notes and I'm the interviewer. I am like, this, this is like, this is one of the most special moments of my day because I just get to connect with Jim and just absorb all of his insight. So I got to hit you with, with two questions. In in the book, on the chapter, specifically in motivation, right? You talk about overcoming procrastination. And, and one could argue, Jim, that now more than ever, as we sit here, the, the listeners listening to this, you know, oh, you know, Wednesday next week, as we sit here and record this on April 10th, and and Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday forever, this has been a source of, of pain for people forever. And you got a whole like a whole section on it. Give us some insight on overcoming procrastination, especially during these times.
1: Okay, here we here we go. So there there are three M's to become limitless, and just the the sixty second overview, and then because I'm going yeah. to go into motivation, so we have context is the book was the third M which was all methods. And I realized that a lot of people know what to do but they don't do what they know. We know that common sense is not often common practice. And so this book really is three books in one. And I want everyone to picture a Venn diagram, three intersecting circles that that overlap a little bit. It's kind of like Mickey Mouse. You have two ears that are intersecting and one face. And so three circles. Let's say the top left one, even if you're not writing it down, just imagine it. And for those of you who say you can't imagine it, just imagine you can imagine it, okay? The top left one is your mindset. And I love your shirt, by the way. Is <laughs> your mindset. And for me, mindset really is, uh, it's, it's our assumptions and our attitudes towards something, right? About our assumptions and attitudes towards the world, our attitudes, assumptions about what's going on right now, um, you know, our attitudes, assumptions about ourself. So what would fall in that circle are things like what I believe is possible, what I believe I'm capable of, because that's going to affect your performance. If, you know, what you believe you're capable of, what you believe it is, is even possible, what you believe you deserve, let's talk about, I mean, let's address that. Yeah. Some yeah. people could feel like that they know the methods of how to be able to, to, be able to grow a, a real estate business, right? But at some level, there's a mindset shift in terms of they don't think they're capable of it, even though they see so many you know, studies and cases of people in your community have done it, you know, for some reason they don't feel like they can do it or they, at some level they don't feel like they deserve you know, to be able to have that success or deserve that relationship or deserve to be healthy. You know? And so look, that's mindset. Attached to that, the next circle is motivation. And motivation is so key. And now when I say motivation, I understand that some words are very loaded and they have, you know, they're attached to it, have, you know, people have certain beliefs and feelings around it. A lot of people, when they hear the word motivation, they're thinking about getting excited in the moment. They go to an event, like yours or mine, they get very motivated, but then the next day, some of them do not do what they, the evidence that we're motivated is not what you say, it's not what you feel, it's what you do, right? That's the only way, if somebody's saying, oh, I'm really motivated, but they're not doing that thing, they're not working out, they're not making the calls, they're not doing the thing, making the, then they're not really motivated no matter what they say, right? Because it's better well done than well said. Now there's a three-part formula that I've discovered for sustainable motivation. When people hear the book titled Limitless, some people think about the, the movie with Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro, where Bradley goes from zero to hero by taking a pill, and all of a sudden he has focus, he learns a language, he, he writes his book in a very short period of time, he has this incredible memory, right? A lot of the things I promise in the book, like how to read faster, how to learn languages, all those things, but he gets a surge of motivation But when that pill wears off 24 hours later, he goes back to like, there's no drive, there's no energy that's there. And so my thing is having sustainable motivation. And so there's the three-part formula for motivation. And this is really the antidote to procrastination. So if you think about an area where you know what to do, but you're not doing it, one of the three things are missing, all right? So it's P times E times S3. P times E times S three, and how I came up with it is I did this thought experiment. I'm like Jim, you know, we're, we we're applying you know the most recent neuroscience applied to accelerated learning and cognitive performance, and also 28 years of field testing. Everyone from children with learning difficulties to seniors that are early stage dementia to a lot of the high performers that you that you mentioned, right? And you see that these patterns. And I think genius really is pattern recognition, the ability to see patterns, like see patterns in the market. see so you, you see patterns in people's health, you know, what they're doing that there's always a method behind what looks like magic. So when I memorize hundred people's names and audience, you know, as it looks like a magician, I also pull the curtains back and say, here's the method behind what looks like magic, right? And so here we go. And when we're talking about this, I wanted this thought experiment. I want to build the ultimate motivated human being. And I was like, okay, what's, what's the first ingredient? They need this P. They need purpose. Okay, so for example, one of the lies, in mindset, I talk about the seven lies to learning and human potential. And these are seven common lies that, that globally the majority of the people accept. And this conversation really is about transcending, ending the trance ending this mass hypnosis, these lies we tell ourselves, And a lie is an acronym. You'll notice everybody always knows that I alliterate everything. It's like three M's, four E, four E I's, you know, everything stands for something mnemonics because it makes it memorable, it makes it spreadable, right? And so uh, the lie stands for limited idea entertained. These aren't necessarily the truth, But it's not really necessarily true that you are stupid. It's not necessarily true that you're too old. It's not necessarily true that you don't X, right? But it's a limited idea you're entertaining, you're giving energy to, right? And for me, it's not even about the truth. It's like, does this idea serve me for my goals or does it take me or detract me away? And so one of the lies around um, like, you know, just learning in general is things like this out of the seven are things like you use 10% of your brain right? But I, that makes it feel like it's fixed. And so in actuality, we use 100% of our brain, right? And, and, and just like we use 100% of our body, right? Where most of us use most you know, all of our body. It's just some people are just more physically fit, and they're much more efficient, right? And so if they come up with challenges and they have to go on a hike, then they could, they could do it rather than somebody who uses still all their body, but not quite the same level, of, of of capabilities right same thing with mental and so one of the lies around motivation that we, we uh, eliminate is that you have to enjoy that thing meaning that i was like because i asked myself the question i was like okay if someone's motivated do they have to enjoy that activity all the time and i was like no i i know a number of people in my life who work out every morning at 4 30 and you ask them if they if they enjoy it and they're like no i hate working out you know, but they they are clearly motivated to do that every single day by their actions. And so I'm not saying don't bring, I'm saying, yeah, bring joy to that activity. If you if you don't like sales, yeah, find the, you know, if you don't love it, you know, find the love in what you do, right? You know, bring joy to it. Like for me, I take, you know, as part of my morning routine, and I, I think habits are very important, that I feel like the the treasure everyone seeks is hidden in our, our daily routines. That you all you've, we've all heard that if you want to win the day, you got to win the first hour of the day. And first you create your habits and your habits create you, right? So yeah, I talk yeah. about, you know, how to create habits and routines but part of my morning routine is I take a cold shower every single morning. And truth be told, I live in the Northeast. I grew up in the Northeast. I don't like the cold. I, I really despise the cold, but I still do it. I, I take people see me on Instagram taking these five minute ice baths. It's just like all ice, but I, I, I don't love it, but I have a purpose and that's what the P stands for. You need a clear, compelling purpose. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about your life purpose, although I talk about that in the chapter on purpose. But I'm talking about having a reason, going back to what we talked about, a reason for remembering dance, a reason to work out. And and not just the pleasure, but the pain of who are you letting down if you don't do these things? right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I take the cold shower because I know it it makes me healthier. I know it helps reset my nervous system and lowers inflammation in my body. I also think it's very important to train yourself to be able to do uncomfortable things, right? to build grit, right? And, and something simple as taking a cold shower, cold, hot, cold, hot, you know, you could alternate and stuff, which is good for your skin and uh, so many other benefits for it. It's getting myself used to doing difficult things. So when I get uncomfortable, you know, having that conversation with somebody that I need to fire or, or getting on stage, that more of that grit shows up because how we do anything is how we do everything. And so motivation, again, a lie is that you have to enjoy it. I say, fine, find the joy. Like actually when I'm in the ice bath, about a minute into it, you know i i i'm like wow i'm training with I actually feel good i actually feel warm and i like i feel i mean everyone feels great after the workout so focus on that right mm-hmm. and so the p stands for purpose and we have strategies for be able to tap that now i went into my thought experiment i'm saying okay we're building the ultimate human mo- you know motivated person on on the planet earth they have a big enough purpose are they always motivated 100 of the time and i was like no there, case. There's a case where they won't be motivated, and that's if they lack the E. The E stands for energy. So let's go back to working out again. Somebody can have the purpose. They can know why it's important to be healthy and to be fit, and how uh, you know how it's. You know, Dr. Amen talks about that. You know, when people gain weight, the brain actually shrinks, and they know all that stuff intellectually. And so they they feel it also, but they might not act on it because the past two nights they didn't sleep. They have a newborn or they're on social media seeing all the latest numbers of of all this stuff that's going on. And that anxiety makes it hard to sleep. And they went two days without sleep. So they're not motivated to work out because they lack the energy, right? And so we do a whole chapter on purpose, And we do a whole chapter on optimizing your mental vitality and, you know, all the things that optimize your sleep and everything. And then my mind went out and said, okay, somebody, this ultimate human being that's motivated all the time, without exception, they have purpose and they feel it and they have unlimited amount of energy. Are they always going to do that thing? And I said, no, there's, there's another exception. That's if that thing is too big or intimidating or confusing. It's unclear. You know, you, and you you must hear this, Tom. Like where people say, like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a multi million dollar real estate business," mm-hmm. right? Or, or people say, like, "Oh, I'm gonna have the perfect body. I want to meet my my soulmate and live happily ever after." Those are way too big, right? So S three, the final part of the formula, stands for small, simple step. Small, simple step. And so the question I ask myself is, what is the smallest action I could take to make progress towards this goal? where I cannot fail? What is the smallest action I could take where it gives me progress towards this goal where I cannot fail? And really what we're talking about motivation, it's all about energy management, but you know, vitality management. You know, having a purpose gives you energy, right? You know, having eating the right foods and, you know, sleep and stress management and being eliminated, you know, like reducing your exposure to energy vampires and having a clean environment, they all give you energy, right? And a small, simple step requires very little energy very little effort. And, you know, there I go into a whole section on habit design and I quote people I've had on my podcast, people like James Clear wrote Atomic Habits, you know, people like Dr. BJ Fogg who runs Stanford University behavioral, you know, psychology and and practices there. And we talk about the smallest simple step, like maybe it's not, you know, doing a, an hour workout. Maybe it's getting you on your running shoes. Maybe it's, maybe it's not reading 45 minutes a day because you want to read a book a week. Maybe it's just opening up the book. That's a small, simple step. Or reading one sentence. Yep, you know, the example, example of BJ Fogg uses, flossing one tooth, right? Because nobody's going to stop at one tooth, right? And so the idea is small, simple step. And for me, the idea to get over, motivate, motivate like challenges and motivation or procrastination is first of all, make sure it's not a mindset issue. Because some people procrastinate because they don't believe it's possible. They don't believe they deserve it. But if they got that mindset limitless, then focus on the three areas. Are you feeling the purpose around this activity? Because maybe it's not, there's no reason to do that activity. If you can't, if you can't come up with a reason, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's your energy levels, maybe you have to optimize some area of your energy, or maybe you got to break it down. You can't, you know, inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's too hard. I love
0: it. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.